Hello, friends. This is Resident Yes, and uh, I hope you're doing okay through this next leg of the quarantine. Some areas are beginning to open back up, and uh, for those of you who are able to go back to work, maybe earn some money again, that's fantastic. For those of you who have been working the whole time and have been sort of our frontline employees, the folks stocking our shelves, the folks uh, cooking food at carryout places and delivering that food, everybody, Thank you for supporting the rest of us during this quarantine. Um, and if you're in an economically uh, difficult place, I just want to say that uh, I'm sorry that uh, that you're in that spot right now. And I'm hoping that uh, maybe our podcast can bring a little bit of light into your life. We're going to do another two-parter this week uh, because we want to be able to bring you a lot of great content through the quarantine. And uh, so we're going to we're going to publish uh, a longer episode again, and we're going to publish two weeks in a row so that you'll have plenty to listen to. Uh, this is an episode that has been long in the works and that R&T is particularly excited about, which you'll hear more about in just a moment. Stay safe, try and stay sane, and look out for each other. This is Love in Brief. Welcome to Love in Brief, a brief ABDL advice podcast focused on issues of love. Mm -hmm. Love for yourself. Yes. Love for others. Of course. Love for your community. Why, yes. Love for your dog. And if you can muster it, maybe even a cat. Mm. Uh, mostly it's just uh, leaders and leaders of love, turbocharged and forced through the engine that is the ABDL community. I'm one of your hosts, Resonant Yes. Vroom, vroom. And I'm Road Not Taken. And RNT, I could not be more excited. This is your, This is the first one that you've gotten to produce. So every, you know, every episode we talk about what we want to do, but then generally I go off and schedule folks and, and work it out. And this time she's like, I know the topic. I know who I want and I know when we're going to record it because she is that fired up about this. Topic. I am the director of this episode and I am so excited. I'm so excited. Yes. Mostly, podcasts definitely have directors. Yes. For sure. They don't. No, <laughs> they don't. For sure. I am the producer. Sure. Of this podcast, yes, yeah, producer of this podcast. The point podcast. is, this is your show. The, today is your show. It's not my show because this it's, is your passion. The point. show belongs to it belongs to all banking. Of us. Oh, and the guests are what I'm super excited about. So our guests today are Duffman, aka the Duffman underscore eighty two on Instagram, and Baby Beachbum from Instagram. That's Baby underscore Beachbum, I believe. Um, and also uh, Dominic King, which you might know from Life or you might know from Pornhub. And they're friends of ours. And we're just super excited to talk about spanking with them. When you you said Dominic King, and I've always thought of it as Dominic King. Oh, sorry. Dominic. Well, I don't know. Which one is it? It's, King. It's it's Dominic King. But you can say whatever you want because it's your show. Dominic King. Yeah. The Dominic King is very. I want, it's my show. Don't, please don't give me more power than I already have today. <laughs> Dominic I'm, King. I'm, yeah. I'm a little bit struggling with the power that I currently have. So what's have. the topic today? Spank. Spanking. Say it again for the people in the back. It's spanking. Yeah, spanking. It's spankings. Spankings. That's a paddling. So <laughs> let's let's dig in. But, you know, RNT, I got to ask, why are you so passionate about this topic? You guys, you know, how we always talk about becoming factory installed with something. Yeah, this was my factory installation. I was originally meant as a spanking doll. Oh, this is your home base. It's my home base. And um it's how I found ABDL. It's how I found DS. It's how I found literally everything I know about the kink world. Wow. And um, it's still my warm, fuzzy center. Like, it's still where I live. If it um, weren't for spanking, we never would have met. You're correct. Because this is what brought you in. Yes. Oh, that's so yeah. That's so fun. So, and I, I think it's just the most, like, 
I know I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit biased, but I'm like, oh, spanking could solve that problem. Spanking could solve that world problem. Like, I just think it could solve most things. So I'm, I'm totally spank this COVID virus right out of existence. Shoot, yeah. Not the virus, but some of the people. Yeah, well, that's true. World hunger by using spankings. You want to spank, spank out world hunger. Have we tried it? I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm stoked by this one for a number of reasons. Number one, I'm stoked because you're so stoked about it. Number two, this one was not factory installed for me, right? Like I was like born a DL somehow magically. And this spanking thing is new, frankly, mostly since I met you. And I have enjoyed learning about it and I continue to want to learn more about it. So I get to be kind of the fresh faced dummy in the room uh, learning throughout the course of this podcast. So I'm pretty stoked about that. I'm excited for you. Okay, can I introduce you guys? Absolutely. All right, I'll start with, um, ladies first, I'll start with Baby Beach Bum. Hi, Baby Beach Bum. Would you like to tell us a little about yourself and a little about your love? Uh, sure. Um, I am California, live in California. I've been in the community for about five years. I identify as a switch, but I am um, mostly uh, AB Little. Um, and spanking has always been something I enjoyed. We, we are alike in, in those respects. In all of those ways. In all those ways, except the California one. What do you, what, what do you love right now? What do you love? The weather. <laughs> Is it beautiful over there? Is it there? nice where you are? It's 75 and sunny. Oh, that sounds Stop. so good. We have thunderstorms. And we have this cool thing at night that... I am so excited because I love beaches and it's called bioluminescence. And so the ocean is going to light up in blue tonight. Yes. I like how they they took the prettiest place in the country, gave it all the good weather. And then we're like, you know what? That's not enough. What if we make the oceans glow for you people? (laughs) Then they're like, R&T and R.Y. We were thinking about just dumping shit tons of rain on. And when you're tired of that, we're going to hit you with lightning. How's that sound? California is like, hold my beer. (laughs) Yeah, hold my beer. P.S. No drainage. <laughs> they had to give us something because Disneyland is closed. That's true. Oh, okay. Yeah, we feel real. Ba- <laughs> we feel real bad for you. Okay. <laughs> All right. So next, we will go to your significant other, uh, Duffman. Would you mind introducing yourself and telling us a little bit about your love? Uh, sure. I am uh, Duffman. Um, I identify as a daddy who is also dominant. Uh, probably been in the community for oh, crap uh, longer than I want to admit, but quite a long time. Um, so right now, I've uh, got love for obviously my animals. I got three of them my gorgeous little dog and my fluffy two little critters here. One of them is completely uninterested in what we're doing. Um, and also, you know, right now, given the uh, circumstance that everyone seems to find themselves in, I'm finding a newfound love for, you know, the perspective that I'm able to get from gained experience through life to be able to still find positive things and just kind of the day to day and be able to, you know, still kind of wake up with a fresh attitude and, you know, some positivity to go out there the day, even though we're locked indoors, but also very grateful to the community and all the people that we've met along the way mm-hmm. where we can still keep a lot of positive interactions going and great friends and, you know, know that we're still all here for each other. Heck yeah. Yeah. That's a good, that's really good. We've been experiencing that same thing. We've, we've seen the community sort of blossom into different parts of our lives during this time of quarantine. We have, we've been talking to them if somehow more than whenever we had full ability to do whatever we wanted. I know it's funny because like the community is kind of sustained because everyone's from all over the world anyway. 
So this is kind of how we communicated with each other that we had met at conventions and, you know, went to different parts of the world or different parts of the United States. So we were already kind of used to doing this in the first place. So it kind of doesn't feel like it's that much of a disconnect doing it now, just that everybody's indoors. So it's more likely to sustain. All right. And um, Dominic King, would you please... (laughs) Tell us a little bit about yourself and a little bit about your love. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so, hello, everyone. My name is Dominic King or Dominic King, if uh, we're listening to RNT. If RNT is saying it. You're going to have a bunch of Dominicans like bullshit. <laughs> yeah, that's some bullshit. Um, <laughs> no, true story, though. Uh, it's me. So, I am an ABDL uh, spanking and BDSM content creator. You can find me on Pornhub as the Dominic King. I'm on Instagram as Dominic King V, as in villain. V actually stands for the Roman numeral five because the first four accounts were deleted. Thanks, Instagram. Um, I'm feeling love for the planet with this Corona stuff going on. And I think we need to just share some love for everybody. And I'm also feeling love for you folks over at Love in Brief because, you know, you guys do a lot for the community. And folks come up and they don't realize they're not alone. And there's people that understand them. And you guys do a lot. So I got love for you guys. Oh, thanks. Thank you, we got, we got to write you back too. for you. I actually, I remember uh, speaking with you at a party years and years ago and talking about this very issue. And you and I commiserated over how people feel so alone and isolated and shameful. Mm-hmm. And it, it's conversations exactly like that, that were the reason that we started this podcast. Mm-hmm. So it's true. Right there with you. Amen. Amen. Cheers. I'm on Twitter, on Tumblr, on YouTube. Uh, I was an extra as well as a technical consultant on the feature-length motion picture Seventh Secret, which is like Fifty Shades meets the spanking world, featured Ooh. on and worked for several different spanking sites, including uh, AAA Spanking, John Osborne, Sarah Gregory Spanking, Punish Bratz, Cheerleader Spanking, I've done BDSM stuff, Bound to Burst, Beauties and Bondage. So I got a lot of different things. I've done some conventions, spanking parties, national parties. Boardwalk Badness Weekend, TASP, 50 Freaks, Exotica. If anybody goes to those like um, freaky little sex conventions, I don't know if they still do them. They used to be real big, but uh, I used to be hidden in the BDSM sections at Exotica a lot, giving out spankings for uh, scared vanillas that were kind of watching, like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so that's why, if you're wondering why you want to listen to any of my advice, um, that's my experience. So hopefully you can glean something from it. You know what I'm saying? We got us some spanking experts in this yeah, room. Yeah, we do. Well, and I love that we have, we have really two different approaches, right? We have somebody who took a passion and transitioned it into, you know, a kind of a lifestyle and into even a career, at, you know, in many ways. And then uh, another couple who said, it's a passion that we, deepened and found each other through. And I, I think we have two really cool sets of perspectives here. Maybe three. Absolutely. Holler. And then there's me who's just like a serial monogamous, but I'm like, you have to spank me though. Yeah, I'm a serial monogamous who wants to get beat a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Not get beat. No, it has to be very, very specific. Oh, and we're well, going well, to get into that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, All right. Let's get into the, to the nitty gritty, you guys. All right. So, Um, I'd love to discuss, um, first kind of how, what your personal connections are individually to spanking and how you got into it. What is it about spanking that appeals to you? You can talk about it as a discipline, as an art form, as a way to have fun, however it, um, sort of touches you why and how and since when you want to go first Duff man. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Um, so originally how I got into spanking was, I mean, I've always been a kinky person, uh, pretty much, you know, from birth, I guess. 
Um, <laughs> but um, so essentially how I got into it, I mean, I've always, you know, spanking has been just kind of like just an extra thing to happen during, you know, foreplay or sex and stuff like that. But I actually got into it a little bit more seriously and started learning a little bit more about it. Um, when I was in a uh, vanilla relationship for quite some time, I want to say probably about eight years. And so when finally I broke down the barrier of saying, hey, you know, I'm also into, you know, a lot of BDSM. And one of the things I'm into is, you know, hey, I want you to wear diapers. And so, of course, you know, you have the, the awkward pause and the raised eyebrow and all that good stuff. But she actually became more accepting of it if we were in more of a, you know, traditional dom sub role where I could play out, you know, storylines for her. And so spanking actually became kind of a transitional thing to where we could play out different scenarios with each other where she could be, you know, the bad schoolgirl, and then she'd end up getting put back in diapers or the one that was misbehaving or, you know, the professional that wasn't, you know, taking things too seriously and all those other things. So it became one of these things where we created all of these realm of storylines and spanking was just kind of one of those things that facilitated that because there's just so many broad ways to go about it and to implement it and so many different results that come back at. And it also made us closer because, you know, not only was she being incredibly vulnerable, but she was also opening herself up to obviously, you know, something that she was unfamiliar with, but it was a way for her to be uncomfortable and comfortable with me. And then she knew she was getting cuddles and a lot of aftercare afterwards. So it kind of strengthened our relationship and it made it more okay to explore more kink realms, you know, when I brought him up further. So, um, you know, I started learning a little bit more about spanking. I started using tools and implements and all that good stuff, but that's how I kind of got into it is I always thirsted for more knowledge about how to do it and to do it safely. And just to basically, you know, strengthen our bond and whoever, you know, I was with at the time and being able to go and learn from it and learn more about them. And it made for very, very elaborate stories that, you know, just it was something that I was really, really happy with. That's excellent. Thank you so much. And I like the experience that you had and that you kept sort of trying to make your relationship more and more close and meaningful. And you were using that physical touch and mm. those scenes to sort of help pave the way. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Am I up next? You're up. You guys ready for me? I'm up. All right. This is great. So (laughs) I don't know if we're ready for you, but yeah, it's coming. (laughs) So put your helmets on. But all right. So (laughs) I'll just run through and do some embarrassing stuff about how I kind of got into this. I've I've been, I guess you would call it factory installed. You know, I came pretty much destined for this stuff. But uh, when I was a kid, I was always kind of like into spanks and all that kind of stuff. It actually... I probably should just go out. I haven't really told this story publicly, but I'm going to go ahead and do it because this is uh, the the road not taken version of the podcast, right? So yes, so, I really, I really. Let's get the exclusive this? on this story there. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> when, I, when I was a kid, my sister had this Cabbage Patch doll, right? And I used to steal this thing uh, habitually. I don't know. I was a bad kid. I don't know. I can't explain it. But uh, of course, I would pull down the, the pants and I would give a little smack on the bottom to. Xavier Roberts' signature, if you recall from the old uh, Cabbage Patch Kids with the the signature, right? So, oh, so, totally. I remember. I remember getting in trouble for that. Actually, my mom <laughs> pulled me to the side and was like, "What did you do?" <laughs> Innocent, right? So I would. I stole this doll and I would always spank it and I would get diapers and I would put it in diapers and they used to come with their own. But after a while, my sister was a few years older than me. Would start enabling my 
nonsense. And uh, she'd go out and get me more diapers. And it got to the point where I would spank this doll and I would keep it in diapers and I would carry this sack of diapers around with me and I would carry around this Cabbage Patch doll. And this is like you know, age three, four, five. So by the time I got into kindergarten and I'm playing with you know the other kids on the playground, like I really wanted to kidnap them and take them back to the swing set or back to, you know, the jungle gym and keep them in jail and all that kind of stuff. So I always had some of those precursors floating around when I was a kid. Sure, I was, uh, sure. <laughs> I was a troublemaker, you know. It's so, amazing that it started so early. It did for me, too. Like yeah. I was having thoughts like that way back yeah. in the preschool. Yeah. <laughs> Can I ask, Dominic, as, as you're yeah. telling this story, you mentioned it's not not a story you've shared widely before. Right. What is it? What does it feel like? Like I, as a person who didn't have a spanking fetish, but has always had a, a, an ABDL interest mm-hmm. when I tell my story and I talk about being three and four, I always feel weird, even <laughs> though I know that it's, it, it, it was factory installed. I did, I did nothing yeah. to earn this. How does it feel when you talk about it? It's, you know, the, when you have a conversation, you think about stuff being an adult now and being, you know, uh, an experienced adult and you're out here in the real world doing real world stuff. It, it feels kind of weird when you think about it, because I was a kid, of course, but you're thinking about, you know, childhood stuff. And it's like, wow, you you, you feel even just digging into it. Is this somewhere I want to get into? Do I want to find out? Is there stuff I, like I'm not comfortable with? Uh, but you, you feel for me, at least, I feel like I have to get that stuff out i have to figure it out and kind of discern like you know what the hell happened or what's going on but that that was a a big part of it for me it was all about that 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 kind of stuff and everything grew from there it became you know the the adults or the uh, the dolls got a little bit bigger and more lifelike and and, you know the rest is kind of history but that's where a lot of that stuff started from you Mm -hmm. know Mm -hmm. and then i had a uh my ex-girlfriend at the time uh, actually found this picture. My sister put this um, photograph. She made like this uh, arts and crafts book with a, with a picture on the cover with me and her. And I'm holding this doll and I have this sack of diapers. So now it's kind of like, uh, you know, everybody makes jokes about it. It's kind of like one of those um, living legend stories about the picture of me doing this stuff and <laughs> having the little doll. And yeah. uh, a couple of years ago, a, good, a couple of my friends were having a, a birthday party for me and a buddy of mine. They actually got me a... Cabbage Patch doll faced cake <laughs> with that on Aww. it. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's kind of where I started from. And the rest is history. I, I, well, I mean, one of the many things that I find so fascinating about this story is so many of us will talk about sort of knowing it our whole lives, but you have like a remarkable set of artifacts that say. Here's proof. Like you were three, like this was not a sexual thing. This was, I just know that it is an object of fascination for me and that, and you have a convergence between these two areas right there. Cause I tend to think of them as two areas. You're not talking about them as two areas. This is one thing. This is one thing fetish wise, you know, like object fetish, sexual fetish, that stuff is all one thing. They're all different tools and you can, you know, impose them as needed to get the desired effect. But, but yeah, for me, they, they all mix together very well. That's great. Absolutely. I think for me, they do as well, but only in so much as once I found out about ABDL, I was like, great. You can't have spankings without feeling like a little girl and you can't feel like a little girl without having some spankings. So they kind of became one Mm -hmm. thing, but it was a little bit later. (laughs) All right. And um, Baby Beach Run, what about you? How'd you get into it and what makes you so excited about it? Well, 
for me, it's a little bit different. Um, in case of a very similar story to both of the other individuals here, I also dated a vanilla who was not into spanking or anything along those lines. And so I wanted to, I wanted to know what it felt like. I wanted to experience that. Um, I, I always saw that kind of thing as kind of taking control of like my sexual relationship, um, saying, being able to say, Hey, this is what I want. Let's try this. And so it made it even more curious to me when my partner didn't want to do it. And I was like, okay, that's fine. So that relationship, we didn't do it. Um, and it's funny as a side note, um, Dominic actually gave me my first real spanking. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. This is your yeah. fault, Dominic. Converting people left and right. <laughs> I'm a bad boy. But he, but the thing is, I've always had a very high pain tolerance and I Truth. am yes, and I'm very much rough and tumble as as I'm sure all of you and anyone listening who knows me knows, I'm very much a rough and tumble kind of person. So I like pain. I find pain relaxing. So being able to have spankings frequently is fine, especially since when I'm little, I know that timeouts and all those other wonderful techniques, they're not going to do it. I will do it, but I will laugh about it while I'm doing it because I want the extreme punishment. I want to be tied up and spanked of that kind of thing. Can I ask, tell me more about that. Why is tying up spanked a different experience for you than other types of discipline, corner time or timeouts or whatever? Because you're legitimately taking my power away because I can't, if I'm tied up, my mind is going in two directions. It's focusing how to get myself untied. And it's also focusing on the spanks that are coming or will be coming. Um, So it's, it's, um, I don't know if we're allowed to swear, but it, it's a mind fuck because if you put me in timeout, I will not stay there or I will do things to get attention. But if you tie me up, then I'm focused on the sensation of whatever is binding me. And I'm focused on the feeling of whatever implemented tool is being, um, warmed up on me or, or used. It's, it's just, it's a different way to make me focus. So maybe a dopey question, but like in that moment, when you say, I'm thinking about how to get out of the ropes while I'm focusing on the spanking, are you actually hoping to get out or are you just sort of proving that you're out of control? Both. I've snapped restraints before. Um. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say those are bad restraints. You won. Well, yes, but I, I do it because part of the fun is the challenge. And so part of the fun is the challenge of, I know that if I get out of this, it's going to up the ante on whatever's going to come next. And I want to know what's going to come next without breaking the scene and asking. So that's how I ask for it. Also creates different type of scenes where, you know, she's focused on trying to get out of the restraints. And then when she can't get out of the restraint, she realizes that she's got to bend to whatever I'm asking to end the scene. <laughs> ah. so, so 
Colonel Duffman, I'm curious in these moments, <laughs> how do you, how do you navigate somebody who is actively trying to not do the thing that you're doing, who deeply wants to continue doing the thing that you're doing? Well, it's, it's more along the lines of just communication. I mean, so we've been play partners for a bit, so we kind of are able to communicate without communicating. Um, so there's a lot of different ways that, you know, I can pick up just, you know, body language on where she's at. Obviously, uh, you read how she's reacting to strikes and all that other stuff and, you know, just noises, anything like that. I can still navigate, you know, the scene to where I know when she's done or when we can end scene in a safe manner. But also at the same time, if she is done physically, then we already know that we have other sets of rules. You know, I mean, obviously they're safe words, but you don't really use those too often. Um, but you know, we have certain circumstances, like we like to play games. Like one of my favorite things is I'll get up a, a container of baby food, like the most rotten stuff that you can think of, like probably some prunes or anything else. And when <laughs> she wants to be done, she says, okay, no more spanks. And then she has to eat the baby food and then we're done. Oh, that's so, that's so good. So in the end, it's all about proven submission. It's all about obtaining that submission, even if she's at a place where she can't physically take any more punishment. She tries. I mean, she'll keep going for a, quite a long time. But when I do it, have a high pain yeah. threshold, like that's rule number one. But, but no, it's it's not a sense that it's just I'm going to keep beating on you until you do this. But it's it's in the context of the scene that obviously we want power exchange. And ultimately, it's, you know, it's a tool for BDSM. So the ultimate goal, as Dominic had alluded to, is the desired effect is submission. And so this is a way to get yep. the submission out of the scene. If I'm hearing right, it's like they're sort of earning that submission, but you're also earning that dominance in that, like, if I'm hearing right, like, you have to do a good enough job to get past all of the pushing and the, I don't want this. And, but, but without confusing it for non-consent, obviously mm -hmm. all of the tiny tests that yeah, are sort of, you have to pass all those tests to earn your, mm -hmm. in, in, in the way you're describing your relationship to sort of earn that dominance as they're passing the test to earn the submission. Absolutely. You need to know what you're doing with restraints um, to be able to make sure that they can stay there. You need to know what you're doing with the tools to be able to implement them properly so you can extend the life of a scene to go for, you know, longer periods of time. We, you know, you, you always see the people with the giant paddles go, I'm just going to go start wailing on somebody. And then you end the scene within a couple of minutes because, you know, you're not, for one, you're not doing anything necessarily correct and you're not getting the desired effect that you want. So to be able to navigate those things, like I kind of think of it as a play where you kind of, you know, you warm up, you know, everyone's kind of taking their seats and then you kind of have that build up. And then the big crescendo and then the drop. And then, you know, everyone tells about how good it was afterwards. So, you know, it's Hell just, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> it kind of like that. So, so long as you, I kind of get into a rhythm when we're doing certain things. So it's, that's more what I'm concentrating on and obviously reading whatever partner I'm involved with at the time. Dominic, what are your thoughts on that? Um, so I, is it, can I, can I ask a question? Is that, am I of course, to, you don't mind if I just hijack your whole show for about 10 Absolutely seconds? Absolutely not. No, Please hijack. Hijack so, away. <laughs> so, Resonant, yes. Uh, you, you're, do you do any type of like um, power exchange stuff? Are you into that? Or is it just the spanking that you're not? 
about? Yeah. So, well, so since, since meeting her, especially, um, we've been doing a lot more of this stuff and ultimately like we do a lot of dumb sub stuff right. and, um, have done it in sort of this sweet way that, at, at least at first, that was more native to my language, right? right. So it, it was power exchange, but it was it was like adorable daddy little power exchange type, right? I got I got you. So yep. I, the, the way I kind of look at spanking, and you can take it from two different perspectives. If you want to take it from, you know, I have a fetish and it's sexual for me. And I, it makes, you know, it does all the things. Uh, that's one, you know, way to, to approach it and look at it too. But another thing that I just, it's really important for folks, especially listeners too, that maybe this isn't something that was pre-installed with them either, or they have a partner that has this kind of need, you know, spanking is, it's, it's basically a tool in your tool belt. If you are in a power exchange dynamic and you're with a partner and this is what they need, uh, this is one more tool that you can add in order to get the job done. It's not much unlike, you know, for me using a diaper to, to control another person, you know, or somebody back talks or uses foul language, baby beach bum, you know, so maybe you go in there with a little bar of soap and you mouth soap, right? Same type of thing. This is all about that, that power exchange. It's just a different tool. And you can use these tools, and then if it's it's a sexual fetish for you, so then you're you're trying to also take care of some of your needs. But you know, if in, in, even in your dynamic, I'm sure uh, you you know with with power exchange or some things that maybe you're able to do, even in a loving way, maybe it's you know you're using um, like the little kid plates, and you get the little macaroni in the little corner, and this is you know you're gonna eat all of that before you're allowed to get up from the table. You're just taking, you're using that huge sex organ, your brain, right, and you're just applying some you know, some controls utilizing a couple of those random age play props because a lot of the BDSM stuff and, and some of these true BDSM guys are like, oh, you know, ABDL is not real BDSM, all that stuff. But it's complete nonsense. It, it's just you're taking the ABDL themes and in this case, even a little spanking, which is a juvenile act of discipline in and of itself, depending on how you look at it, you know, and you're just applying it to gain control of another person. I'm going to make you do what I want you to do. And if you don't, you're going to get a spanking, huh? How do you like that? And then all of a sudden, you know, it, that triggers all the things and it's all these emotions and it's great, but it's simply another tool. And if used correctly, you can do great stuff with it. And for me, I just happen to like it because, you know, it's exciting. <laughs> it's hot. What he said, I think yeah. you summed it up perfectly, Dom. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say amen on that one. <laughs> Let's go, baby. Ooh. That was, that is, um, yeah, and whenever uh, you were talking, Dominic, I, I just kept pointing at ROI. That's exactly my feeling on it is yeah. it's the most, it's like, it's not just that it's a humiliating juvenile form of discipline. It's also so intimate and so different from others. And yep. unlike baby beach bum, I have a horribly low pain tolerance. Mm -hmm. So it really doesn't take that much to get me like feeling a certain way. Mm -hmm. But um but in the same vein as her, it's 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 about the tiny push, the push, the push, and the test, mm -hmm. and then the reaffirmation of the power dynamic, mm. which is beautiful. Yeah, and we have a push-pull type relationship. I mean, you know, all that stuff is kind of the fun in the game. So, I mean, what I've found a lot was sometimes when somebody's needing attention and they're acting out, you know, you can revert back to spanking to kind of get them back, you know, centered. So... Yeah, no, it's great. And it's definitely, as he said, as Dominic said, it's a it's a very great tool. I mean, because it's an offshoot of BDSM, it's another tool in your tool belt. Hell yeah. 
that was so well explained too, Dominic. I mean, I think when you talk about the the power exchange being inherent in both of them, sort of the juvenile nature, or at least the giving up uh, your sort of adulting nature right. in both of them. Like I can see these connections so naturally. And all of a sudden I find myself sort of driven towards, oh, now I want to try that more. Oh, yeah. I want to try that more as a, not, not as a, what I like that you, that you did for me as a distinction is, hey, look, buddy, if it's a fetish for you or not, regardless, yeah. it is a tool in your in your uh, relational tool belt mm-hmm. and that can reinforce power exchange dynamic. And all of a sudden I look at that and I go, oh, well, I love tools. I love, I love being able <laughs> to use new you, things. You are a tools kind of guy. Yeah, I'm a tools kind of guy. <laughs> um, Which is so much easier of an entree for me to get into it than to right. say, well, you have to have a fetish for it. Because I've never, I've never felt tremendously sexually aroused, but I have really deeply enjoyed the power exchange of it. Yeah, it's hot, and right? The pa- eventually, the power exchange is what makes me feel that arousal. It's yeah. not like, so I am not um, into pain at all. And mm-hmm. so I've had a very hard time explaining this because he's been like, how can spankings work? when spankings turn you on. And I'm like, they don't, the feeling doesn't, the actual like revelation that comes from like the after feeling and the aftercare and the after everything is what makes me feel like, and it's the power you've explained to me. It's not the, for you, it's not the pain. It's the fact that I'm taking something from you. Well, and you're so much bigger and stronger than I am. Like this is sort of part of it. (laughs) Like for me, I definitely identify with everything you just said. Uh, you're starting to turn red, R&T, and I like the looks of that. <laughs> so here's what we're going to do, friends. I the wrong think, cheeks, baby. That's, oh, what, that's what we're here to learn. Let's go make the other ones red. <laughs> well, we can't do that yet because we, we are just, I feel like we're just beginning this conversation. Here's what I'd like to propose, friends. Let's, let's do a two-parter. Let's call this the end of part one. And because we're in the middle of quarantine, everybody's looking for more content. And in this case, pretty damn sexy content. <laughs> let's, uh, friends, let's pause right here. Let's pick it up next week and talk more about spanking and the role it can play in ABDL. Does that sound good to everybody? People are going to hate you. Absolutely. We're going to put them on the hook. So friends, stay tuned. Next week, we're going to be back with more from Duffman, with Baby Beach Bum, with Dominic King, and we're going to get even deeper into the world of spanking and the overlap with ABDL. This has been another episode of Love in Brief. Thank you.